Well, we've made it. This is the 10th episode of the podcast, so I'm going to mix things up after this episode. I'm going to change some of the music, perhaps make it, basically just keep it a bit more active. Never thought we'd get this far. It would be really nice if I could get some guests on, and it would also be really nice if this thing would get boosted somehow, but uh, in order for that to happen, I need to get some guests on, and those guests need to boost it for me. But it's been good. It's been certainly very cathartic for me. Uh, I've learned a few things about podcasting and little bits of microphone technique that for some reason I didn't realise I'd forgotten. For example, a lot of the stories I tell, I end up sort of covering my face while I'm speaking. That that kind of does this to the microphone and to the voice, which isn't great. Um, So I need to stop covering my eyes and stop rubbing my face while I'm talking. I also need to stop saying, uh, because I say that a lot. However, you're very lucky to not hear that because I do spend a lot of time cutting it out. Anyway... I'm Leon Deggs, this is Man Blues, and thank you so much for your continued support. Let's get on with this week's episode. on Deggs and this is Man Blues. So in this week's episode we're going to be talking about competitiveness. Right so what is it about men and being competitive? My mother-in-law said to me several years ago that she refuses to play any kind of sporting activity with another man. Because as soon as that man gets involved in that sporting activity, it goes from being fun to being competitive. I thought she was talking out of her backside, but it turns out she wasn't wrong. Because when my son was younger, we would kick a football around in the park and she would be kicking a football. She'd have a great laugh, whatever. And then my son would pass the ball to me and I was being a dad. And I would, you know, chase him along the field and try and take the ball off him. You know, harry him and push him and various bits and pieces. And... She didn't like that because as far as she was concerned, it was fun until such time as I stepped foot on the pitch. Fair enough. But then I started to wonder why I did it. Part of me was trying to write it off and basically saying, look, I'm teaching my son to, you know, that the world is competitive. People are going to chase him for those kind of results. People are going to be up against him. No matter what he tries to do, he's going to be in direct competition with other people. But I also took the point that I'm spoiling the fun quite a lot by um, making it competitive. For instance, my son and I, we used to play badminton out in the front garden. And it would only take five or six shots of us passing it back back and forth before he or I would hit a smash or a harder shot that was designed to basically win the point. And I had little phrases that I used that to me were funny and he read them as funny and heard them as funny. So what would happen is if I had the shuttlecock, it was my serve and the scores were even at 7-7, I would say, right, 7-7, I'm winning. And of course I'm not winning because it's tied. It's, you know, it's a draw at the moment. And if the guy who was who owned the sports centre was to come in and say, right, that's it, you're finished now, lads. Um, you know, we need to pack up for the next event. Be like, well, yeah, seven all. That's how the game finished. I didn't win that. But it was just a little mind trick that I brought along. That wasn't a mind trick to try and trick him, but it was a mind trick to just kind of go, this is funny, lose your concentration for a second while I play my next serve. Anyway, 
I realised I was doing that and it was quite fun and then my son picked it up and it was still funny but to the mother-in-law what it sounded like was it just sounded like direct competition and me basically saying to him you're crap you're going down I'm winning even though the scores are even and I started to address that and started to look at it and then I realised that personally I'm actually not very competitive at all I was only doing that just for you know adding a little bit of fun and peril to the game where I knew I wasn't really bothered about the outcome and I genuinely am not if I play badminton with uh, with three other people as I used to do quite regularly I wasn't bothered about losing every game. I was there just for this for the social aspect of it because we used to have a chat. I was there for a bit of badminton, a bit of playing, you know, just a little bit of exercise. It didn't matter to me whether I won whether I won or lost. Not really bothered at all. However, one of the gentlemen who played on the team and I'll get back to him in a minute. It mattered to him a lot. And that's that kind of toxic competitiveness that I'm just not interested in, but so many men exhibit all the time and I don't understand it and that's what makes it sometimes hard to be a man that's why this is man blues I'm, I'm kind of I don't fit in I don't fit in with other men and I don't understand competitiveness amongst other men as well because it's hard enough being alive never mind being a man never mind being a competitive man you don't need to add extra peril to life life is already hard enough so for example one of the chaps that I um, we, we play this kind of online game together it's like a word game thing and if I win at that particular word game, I just share my score and that's it, really. You know, because I, 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 I'm not interested. I just kind of, oh, I did all right today. I, I you know, I, I, I got the answer right in so many guesses or whatever. But uh, this other chap, he's um, doesn't like not winning, um, and he talked about it and basically just said, oh yeah, well, you know, what's the point of playing a game if you're not playing to win? So, yeah, but the thing is, this isn't the Olympics. There's no medal at the end of this. Nobody cares but he does so what would happen is I would win and I would just go oh well that was my score and then the other two chaps would post their score and they didn't quite guess it as quickly as me fine but on those days when I put it in and I guess it and I think I've done relatively well guessing it quite quickly um, if he guesses it less than me as in requires fewer guesses he'll post it but then he'll post it with some dirty little cheeky kind of like sunshine emoji kind of like oh check me out I'm the winner woo and I just think I cannot be bothered with all that. All that whoop, 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 I won today, yay. It's just, oh, come on. Seriously, trying to have fun and you're giving it all, check me out, you losers. And oh, why? Why do you do that? What's the genuine point in you doing that? Because if you're deriving fun from that, I'm leaving the group because I don't derive fun from it. This was the guy who also, we were playing an online game and there was an opportunity for where the scores were, he was not going to win by no stretch of any imagination was he going to win he was so far behind in the points but the guy who was going to win if the third chap the guy was losing if he'd have decided to play a specific move moving his counter to the left instead of to the right if he'd moved his counter to the left it would have affected the guy in first place knocked him off the top spot and moved me into it if he'd have moved his counter to the right he would have affected my game score but there was nothing, he had the final move, there was nothing he could do to make him win, so it was up to him to decide who was going to win the game. And he deliberately moved his counter onto the, to the right so that it reduced my score. Rather than let me win, he wanted me to not win. That's what I took away from that. And I just think, right, I don't need to play games with you anymore because if that's what you're into and that's what you want to do, um, I'm not interested. I don't want to play because I don't have time to sit there and go, we were trying to beat the other guy, working together, working to beat that guy. No, he's so competitive, he has to win and he works alone. And I just think, right, I'm done. So that was hard enough to handle. But then there was another guy. He would actively goad the other players into making sure I was last and I lost and I was defeated. 
Um, he would, you know, while we were playing online, he would say, oh, move your counter that way, move your player that way, just to make sure that you're affecting Leon. And, you know, make sure that Leon loses. And he was saying this in the chat where I could hear it. And he was laughing because for him it was funny because he thinks I'm competitive and it bothers me that I don't win. And that's how little he understood me. And I've known this guy for 10, 15 years and he genuinely thinks that I'm I'm competitive and I, it would bother me that I lost. And I don't care if I lose. I'm here for the social side of things. I'm here for just playing a game with some friends. But he was actively asking people to beat me and to play so that I lost advantage and I came last and I had the lowest score and wasn't it embarrassing that I'm so terrible at this which was I think it was kind of like the last pill that I took where I thought no I'm not playing with this guy anymore I don't want anything, anything more to do with him but he was the guy who uh, for example when we were playing um, badminton he would play really well when he was on the teams with the other guys we played doubles so there was four of us so what happened was when this person was playing on the other teams, um, he was running for the difficult shots, he was you know, trying some clever twists and flicks and whatever to try and win the points and would sometimes win a game, would sometimes lose a game, you know, it depends how the game went. When he was on my team, however, he was actively not trying. Now, I know how it sounds. I know how it sounds. It sounds like I'm bleating and moaning and I'm, I didn't get to win. But I was telling this to my son and he told me the exact same thing. And then when my son came of age, he came with us and played badminton with us, and the same thing happened to him. He actually noticed that this chap was playing less hard when he was on my team. And he was taking it easy, and he was relaxing, and he got to the end of the game with me, with sweat pouring off me because I was running around doing everything, and he just walked off and he was barely out of breath. So, it's for that reason, I just didn't enjoy spending time with him. But what he would do is he would take that competitiveness one step further, and it permeated into our friendship, because... With your friends, you tend to very quickly realise which buttons you can press to wind them up and which you know which ones are going to make them laugh and what's going to make them upset and so on. So you know all these things. And he would regularly press buttons that he knew would make me angry because he just wanted to wind me up. It took me far too long to realise that's what his strategy was and I wish I'd spotted it earlier because I could have done something about it. But at the time, I just had no idea. And it would be sometimes... Um, he would say something incendiary. Um, I say incendiary, that's not fair. He would say something that he knows was going to provoke me uh, and it would provoke me and I would I would react exactly as he wanted and then he would find it funny and he'd laugh and then we'd move on other times I would make a statement about something that I knew to be fact and he would refute it until I proved that it was true and that annoyed me more because I'm like why do I have to prove to you that this is correct I know it's correct but he liked to press those buttons so that's my problem with competitiveness I know competition has its place in, in society and it definitely has its place in sporting events, but it shouldn't have its place in friends playing games together because if you are, you know, this is just friends getting together for a social aspect and if you're going to that, trying to win, you're in the wrong place. Unless everyone else is sitting there thinking, I want to win this, and all four of you, five of you, twelve of you, whatever, you're all geared towards winning, great. But if there's only one of you that's pushing for it and everybody else is kind of, meh, not bothered, you're in the wrong place. So I was thinking really long and hard about positives um, for this episode. I think there are positives to be taken from competitiveness. So let me sort of, let me try and explain how I came to this conclusion with competitiveness. So I used to, I don't do it now because I'm injured and what have you, but I used to do regular park runs. And one week I was running around and inevitably with running, there's always people way better than you and people that are worse than you. That's how running is. But you just don't know what circumstances that person's going through. So that person who's, you know, maybe not having a good race today might be coming back from an injury. That person who's had an amazing run might be really, really pushing themselves and they're near to death because it happens. 
So I crossed the finish line, I was out of breath and I was getting myself ready for the scanning and this lady came up to me and she said, oh, thank you for helping me get round. And I turned to look at her and I said, sorry, what? She said, oh, I was following you, I was staying on your heels. I was trying to ki- I was trying to catch up with you and, and, you know, cross the finish line with you because I was basically I was trying to overtake you. And I just went, oh, right, okay, well, g- great. But I said, you know, I wasn't trying particularly hard today. And I saw her shoulders drop because she'd worked hard and I hadn't. And I felt really bad and I thought, no, what she was trying to do is she was just trying to say, thanks for helping me get round. But I didn't hear that. What I heard was, yeah, I've, I've done really well today. And, I'm, and I just went, yeah, I didn't. I did terrible because that's not as good as I can run. And I thought about it and I thought, no, that's not helpful to her. She doesn't need that. What she wants is she wants some reassurance that, no, we've, we've both done really well. And then that's when I realised that to her, I was the person she wanted to catch. And I thought, that is the positive to take from this. She looked at me, despite my size and my speed and my girth, and you name whatever all the issues that I've got when it comes down to running. What she saw was she saw someone who was a better runner than her, and she wanted to aspire to what I could do. That's when I realised what competitiveness can be. That she was looking at me as somebody to catch, whereas I was offended by the fact that she was trying to catch me. She was being positive about the fact that she knows that she wants to aspire to be as good as me, and I'm aspiring to be as good as the person in front of me. So that's when I thought this super toxic guy who's just not trying very hard at badminton and telling everybody else to beat me gets his thrills out of me losing because he genuinely thinks that I'm affected by it. And I thought, no, he doesn't live rent-free in my head and it doesn't affect me the same way. So when I sort of realised that and I thought that's what his driving factor was behind him treating me that badly, I was technically in front of him and he wanted to catch me. I didn't see that as a positive. I saw that as something horrifically negative and toxic in our friendship and that's why I no longer speak to this guy and I no longer see him. It doesn't sound like a positive, but you know what? If you can spot these sort of things and you can see them early and you can ascertain that it's not good for you, cut it out. Because I've never felt better since not dealing with this guy. I can go on my online games, I can play badminton with my son and my wife and I don't feel as though anyone's judging me, nobody's being competitive. My wife's fiercely competitive when it comes down to sport but she's realised over the years that you just have to also enjoy it and that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to have fun. We don't want to be going home at the end of the night and assessing how well we played or didn't play. We're not interested in that because that's not what it's about. And that's why I think this competitiveness amongst men, it just needs to stop. You need to stop being competitive, guys. And if you feel you need that, make sure you find people who are of a like mind. Because if you find yourself in a group with people who aren't interested in being competitive, suddenly you're not in that group. Or you're very disliked in that group. And I don't think that's a really good positive takeaway. But please, everybody, chaps, ladies as well, try hard not to be competitive when it's not necessary. Because you're just spoiling it for everybody else and you're just getting people like me sitting there thinking, well, what's the point of even turning up to this? Because that guy just wants me to fail. So, I've been Leon Deggs and I'm crap at sports and games. Thanks for listening. If you're affected by anything discussed on this podcast... Please reach out to someone for help and support. Man Blues is not qualified to help, but we can listen. You can get in touch with us here at Man Blues. The email address is manblues at gmx.com. We're also available on Twitter, which is at manbluesuk. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again.